Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me, as always, is... It's me, Matt. It's Matt. Um, yeah, and this is... Uh, I don't know when we usually record. Um, but I I was recently able to convince my wife to watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So we're a little behind, um, but there's that new season out. So uh, we're pretty much caught up now. Um, we watched almost all of the whole first season. Um, just one episode left, I guess. But I have some... It, it's an interesting show, so I kind of was wanting to talk about it. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Other than that, I feel like a lot of things happened. Um, oh, I went on vacation. We went We went to Arkansas. Um, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's why I couldn't... Because uh, I think I our normal recording busy. was last week. Yeah. So, yeah, last weekend uh, we were in Arkansas. We went to... I think ju- I think we were technically in the Ozarks area, but I don't know that we went to any of the actual Ozarks. Um, but we, yeah, we went hiking on a day that went that was just it started raining on us, uh, and that was a lot of fun actually, like getting caught in the rain while hiking in a creek. Because then it's just like, well, whatever, let's you know go through the creek, go under a waterfall. Um, and so my son had a lot of fun and he, he was just like oddly adventurous. Um, I feel like with hike, he usually hates hiking unless he can like stomp around in a Creek. I don't know what the deal is with him and creeks. Um, but he just loves them. And so I think just the fact that it was raining and so he got to just get extra wet. Um, he had a good time. Uh, but my daughter was super scared of like slipping on like the rocks and stuff because it's a lot rockier down there than it is here and so uh so she was a little terrified at a couple of points especially like there's one point where i don't know it's like a uh, a series of small waterfalls and then like there's this area where the water just kind of ran over some rocks like just a big smooth area uh, and it was super slippery and so i had to carry this five-year-old uh over some slippery rocks and then hand her to my wife uh and it it went fine i was really terrified we were gonna fall down a small waterfall but it was i mean like a two-foot waterfall but still probably wouldn't have been comfortable um but it was a good time and uh went hiking went to an art museum which i always enjoy um and it was just interesting because actually i don't think i've ever gone to an art museum with my kids and so it was interesting to talk to them about art since I I went, technically went to college for that. And so they were just asking me a bunch of questions and I was able to answer them a little bit. It was kind of funny, though, because having a five-year-old girl asking, like, why are all there all these naked people in these paintings? It's just like, oh, man, what an interesting question. Um, but yeah. And then we went hiking in a place called Devil's Den, and that was just pretty is all it was, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, and then back uh, driving back through Kansas City, we stopped at Legoland in Kansas City. I do not recommend that. That was a nope. horrible place. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, very expensive to get in. I think it was like $30 per person, maybe. Um, no, it was more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It was like probably around $30 per person. Um, so, yeah, it was like over $100 to get in for us. And then we get in, and I'm expecting for that amount of money that there's going to be like a ton of like 
I don't know, maybe some rides. I wasn't necessarily expecting rides because this isn't like California Legoland. It's not a theme park. Um, It's like a discovery center. But even being called a discovery center, like I'm expecting more, you know, like science center type stuff, which is Lego focused. So like maybe some learning about, I don't know, science with Legos or just having a lot of places to build with Legos or, I don't know, more exhibits of some sort. But they did. They had two rides. Uh, one of them was this thing that just lifts you up in the air and goes in a circle. And then the other thing was like this laser uh, shooting game on a track. So you were like riding in a car. In a, yeah, like a car. And then it's driving you through and you see these just videos playing as you go through um, on these screens of a, you're, you were uh, you were going through a castle and you were saving a princess. And so you had to shoot the ogres and stuff, I guess. And I'm pretty sure my gun didn't work because I was definitely hitting things because you could see the laser when you're shooting and nothing was happening. Um, and so it just felt very broken. <laughs> uh, and it was fine. And then, but like... It was just like there's just these two rides, and then there was a paid extra to do a a virtual reality uh, like a roller coaster simulator. Like so, it's like it, it basically was just like uh, a racing thing, like a racing game with all the people from the Lego Movie, more or less. And then, other than that, it was just they had stations to build cars to race down little ramps but nobody was really monitoring that whole station and so like you couldn't find anything um because like you know it was just kids who'd been building there all day and so things were getting misplaced and you know you could never find wheels that matched to build like a car with um and it, i don't know we i don't even know how long we were there but it was it was just boring um and then we i don't know we stopped at the gift shop bought some legos and left um but it was just like for the amount of money it was like it, i think it cost the same amount to go to adventureland yeah adventureland's um, that price yeah like and this was like maybe the size i'm trying to even think like how big this area was it was maybe the size of half of a football field like there really like there wasn't really anything there or it wasn't that big like no nah, it wasn't even that big like i, I feel like i'm guesstimating kind of large I don't know. I just it was the most biggest letdown at the end of a tiring vacation. Like because it was on the way home, it was supposed to be just like one last fun thing to do, and it was just like after we got out of there, we were just we were in Kansas City. We were planning on staying there that night. We we're just like let's just go home, <laughs> and so we just drove another whatever the the next three hours to go home, and and then which was kind of nice because then we were able because then we were we came home on the third, and so then we were able to just be home for all of the Fourth of July and. Um, we're able to do some sparklers then that night. To uh, what was that Monday night? And then yeah, Tuesday went and saw fireworks with the kids. Um, I'm not a big fan of fireworks. It was fine to watch them, but they lasted. I think the Urbandale fireworks lasted like at least a half an hour, which is just way too long, in my opinion, for fireworks. But I think I'm a stick in the mud when it comes to fireworks. But anyway, um, what have you been doing? I guess. What you, well, I thought maybe you were underselling this, so I googled the Lego Land in Kansas City, and this looks like a joke. Yeah, no. 
I, I wish I was underselling. I, I thought you were just underselling <laughs> it and just being like, ah, it just wasn't that impressive. I'm looking at photos of this place and it looks like a literal joke. Yeah, no. It uh, looks like a mm-hmm. it looks like a Lego convention. Yeah, like a set up by convention. people who just like have no clue how to set up a convention. But this is actually an attraction, and yeah. Uh, from what I can guess from the photos, it looks like the big appealing attraction is Kansas City made in Legos and the Chief Stadium made in Legos. Yes, which I did go and see those, and I I glanced at them. I said, oh, that's cool, and kept walking. <laughs> like, you would seriously go to the Science Center here in Des Moines, and they have a Lego exhibit, uh, and it is better than this Lego land in Kansas City. Why the fuck is there a ball pit full of Legos? That sounds like a torture device. A ball pit full of I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, You know, I didn't go into the, there's like a Lego, is that in the Lego friends area maybe? I don't know. It's a picture and there's two kids playing in a ball pit that's literally just regular size Legos. That looks like something if you fell in, you'd have a really bad rest of your day. (laughs) That does sound, I didn't see that. There was like a play, like a, it, it looked like a McDonald's play place sort of situation, but it was completely like walled off. So like there were just these entrances for kids to run into it. And so like, I have no idea what was going on in there. Um, and I hate, it was miserable because it's just like, there's all these exits. And so like, I didn't know if my kid was like, you know, leaving on the other side and I just didn't see them. And, you know, there's a very good chance that they would have done that and just kept running and trying to find me and not seeing me on the other side. And so it was just like kind of a bit of a paranoia because it was pretty bit. It was oddly busy in there. I don't know why there were so many people there. Um, Let's gauge um, this. Uh-huh. What's more appealing, Dex? This or the Lego attraction at Mall of America? Uh, oh, I actually made that comment to somebody. I would rather go to Mall of America and go to the Lego store. It is way more. It, it's free to get in and it's better. <laughs> Because it's just a bunch of Legos. Because, yeah, they have, like, a bunch of, uh, like, They have a wall, a big Lego store, but then they have just statues everywhere. And they always have, yeah. like, over tw- 20 years now of just Legos that are yeah. built. Yeah, and they're just, like, out. Like, yeah, they're, like, right outside the store, I think, aren't they? Mm. I don't know. Um, but they're yeah, scattered yeah. around Camp Snoopy or whatever it's called now. Yeah, it's yeah, something else now. But, yeah, uh, no, that and that's free to get into, I believe. Oh, it's just uh, a store, so, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's oh. full of, like cool stuff to look at 100 percent better because they at least have statues that are interesting looking to look at as opposed to yeah just people or just like you know uh kansas city landmarks which is cool i guess like i don't like i don't care about the Chiefs stadium and legos it wasn't even the whole stadium it was half the stadium they stopped at the 50 yard line uh (laughs) but no it's just it was a miserable little place uh and the gift shop did was your fine. five and eight year old enjoy it they had a yeah they had a pretty good time i think I mean, there we go at least they, it, was that. It, it was pretty quick by the time that beckett was asking to leave though yeah uh, um so like they ran out of steam pretty fast um but yeah while we were there they had a good time so that that is a very fair thing to ask and and they did uh so yeah no that's a good point but it was it it was not worth the amount of money that we paid for it for sure all right (laughs) but yeah so yeah no 100 percent drive what so it's going to be four five six seven almost eight hours probably north of kansas city and go to the mall of america and go to the lego the lego store there way better (laughs) worth the drive 
Yeah. Uh, but no, which I, you know what, we're going to be over up that way next weekend. So uh, maybe I'll take my kids to that instead. Um, well, anyway. speak, speaking of Minnesota, though, I found I, my heart got broken uh, last week. Yeah. Spring Con's gone. <gasps> really? Are you sure it's called, it's called something else? No, it's gone. Oh, no. Gone. It doesn't exist anymore. The, uh, they've got other conventions up there, but they're not the same as SpringCon. They're not by the same people or anything. Oh, you know. Yeah, the Midwest Comic Book Club. Uh, is it the Midwest Comic Book Club? I believe so. That puts it on? Man. Yeah, it's gone. Oh, Dexter no. and I have been talking about wanting to go next year again. Yeah, like, like that was and stuff. And I was so I, looking forward to that. I, I brought it up to Lee, and he said SpringCon's done. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he says it's gone. And I looked it up, and yeah, it's gone. I wonder. They've got I other mean, conventions up there, but it's not yeah. by the same people. Tables aren't free. Um, oh, that was such a good show. Yeah, I was pretty bummed. He told me that last week, and I kept forgetting to text you about it. Yeah, oh, that sucks. I mean, yeah, it looks like they maybe have a different. Con- I mean, I guess I don't even know if it's they do. The same There's one like. around the same time that it was, but it's yeah, it's different. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty I sad. That. I, well, and I know the the guy who who started it and really led the charge for it died. Oh, this was probably eight, eight or nine years ago. Um. And I don't know. I kind of wonder if maybe just it ran out of steam. I don't know. I, I don't know. It may just be the the convention circuit. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I was um, just talking. Maybe to they somebody. just weren't making any money. Yeah. I mean, it could be. It such an. It was such a just diamond in the rough con though. Mm-hmm. Um, For creators, it was free. It was, it was well, great tables, it, it, and it was very big. It, I I think. Let me think. How many yeah. times did I go? Um, uh, six seven times in the last ten years. Yeah, I'll have to hit up my Minnesota friends and see like what's going. Like if there's if you know the same people are just doing something else. But man, that stinks. That really yeah. stinks. <laughs> I found that out. Uh, oh well. But no, it was such a nice, just creator-focused con. Like yep. there weren't because there were some entertainers, but not really. Uh, um, entertainer wise, they, not, I don't, I, you know, maybe one or two, but it was mostly, and there were well-known creators there that do big books for big companies and, but yeah. they lived around the area and would just get a table and they would sell their independent books. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think they would pay for bigger names or like up and coming names, uh, to come. And they usually gave them the end caps, um, at the back. Uh, but or at least I'm assuming they paid for those people, but they, they might've been enough traffic that they didn't end up having to, you know, they like, they made their money, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure, but yeah, that was such a good con. Yeah. That it really was sucks. great. It was the first convention I went to as a creator. And so, yeah, it was a blast going up with like three or four friends at a time. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Was a lot of fun. And the last time I went trip. was with you and me, we went up there for a day to meet someone and, yeah. Uh, before that, you and I went with Tom to go. Yeah, at a table. Uh, I went with Tom and his wife one year. I went with Tom and Trey one year. I went mm-hmm. with Tom, Trey, and Kyle mm-hmm. another year. Um, it was always fun. Always yeah. had a good time. 
Yeah. Oh, well. Keep your eye open for something. Yeah, rest in peace, SpringCon. <laughs> great convention. Boy, I remember so when that- Wizard World came across the Midwest uh, less than 10 years ago. Man, every local convention organizer was so pissed. Yeah, well, and I believe they even set up on the same weekend as... A weekend was- or the, uh, one week before or one week after, I remember. Yeah, and SpringCon was still a huge hit, whereas mm-hmm. I feel like up here or down here, it, it majorly affected Archon, which yep. makes sense. In many but, ways. Yeah, but uh, that's, yeah. No, because like, they just had such a devoted crowd there, it seemed like, and it was just such a good place. Yeah. Yep. Eh. See the same people every year. It was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. People from all over came. I remember people from Chicago came up to that one. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I mean, you get all the Iowa guys, uh, and you, yeah, and then, I mean, really, the whole Midwest would go up, I felt like. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, man, that's just there sort are of, some guys the all the way down from Kansas City that would go up to it. That's like, yeah, a, probably. Over, yeah, that's probably close to a 10 to 11 hour drive. Yeah. Man, I'm looking at something called Minnesota Con. Uh, the vendor booth, it, or an artist table is $225. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean the fact that it was free, they gave they gave if you had a table, yet they provided food, uh, yeah, and true. and they had like a drinks afterwards, and like I believe you got like at least one free beer, maybe two. I don't remember. I felt like it was like there was, I a, there there was the after parties. Yeah, I felt like I had a free beer because I don't feel like I would have bought one when I was there, but maybe not. I don't they remember. had an open bar. It was an open bar. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. If it was an open bar, that's even more yeah, interesting. They did an open, they, they, they did an open man. bar. They would have uh, um, easels set up with poster paper yeah. or sheets that people could draw yeah. on. Yeah, because I remember when I was there, like people were just constantly drawing. It was mm-hmm. such a, it was such a weird and just fun atmosphere. Of just I know. Uh, just chatting, and it was it was fun. Yeah, I think I only attended that once or twice, but it was mainly because yeah. uh, our hotel, it, they'd be attached to certain hotels, and so yeah. if we didn't have that hotel, we obviously didn't go. Yeah, and I, well, I think the year that I went, we it happened to be at the hotel that we were in, Yep, which I thought was kind of funny, because we were, I felt like the hotel we were in was out, a little out of the way. Uh, uh, sometimes, yeah, I remember one of the worst ones was when we stayed at a Motel 6, me, Tom, and Trey, <laughs> with straight up prostitutes. On the yeah, balcony, re- like, the, out on the outside hallways. Yeah, I remember. I don't. Know, I've never stayed in a Motel Six, but I remember I stayed in a Motel Eight once, and it was. It was yeah, it was even bad. as a kid, Mot- Motel yeah. Six, it was really bad. Yeah, straight up hallway doors, and yeah, out, uh, yeah, straight up prostitutes out there. I remember that. I remember yep. Tom was silent the whole time because he thought he booked. A previous hotel and he didn't (laughs) yeah tom ran the whole show with uh, yeah stuff and yeah yeah, he chose that that one yeah that's things that one was pretty rough i didn't sleep the entire trip (laughs) i sleep like uh, i sleep i'm a light sleeper and one of the guys that went with us uh is an incredibly loud snorer and Uh, i didn't i think that was this and i think i actually took a nap at the convention too (laughs) Yeah, well, which would probably be easy. I, like, did you go up and like go upstairs? No, I slept outside. Yeah. I just went into a corner in the stairway <laughs> oh. and just fell asleep. I didn't give oh, a shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you can, I guess. Huh. Uh, well, other than that bad news, what what else have you been up to? 
selling books. Selling yeah. books. Yeah, I'm impressed by how much you've been able to sell. Yeah, uh, sounds yeah like... my book my book came out three weeks ago, and mm-hmm. almost three weeks ago, officially announced. Uh, I think another another week or so is a full four weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been doing very very well. I sold mm-hmm. it to a store that's been selling copies, which is great. Have, like, so, have they actually been like selling? I think they sold or? like maybe four. I'm not sure. Okay. That's good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was wondering how that was going to go because it's not a bookstore; it's just a, it's a store. But yeah, it's the grocery store. They're selling it. They just yeah. it's one that I service as a custom for uh, them as customer, a customer, and yeah. I had someone that came in looking for an autograph, but they couldn't find me. I was in another part of the back room working. Oh. <laughs> And I came out, and everyone's like, someone's looking for you. And I went up front, and they finally said, oh, someone who's looking for an autograph for a book. And I was like, what? And they just and knew you were there? That's funny. Uh, it, yeah, and it took me forever to find out who that was. Uh-huh. And I texted them and said, just come in and just just don't ask for me. Just send me a text. If you can't find me, just send me a text. I'll come out. <laughs> and I told a couple people who like what they wanted, and they were like, what is it? And I told them, and they bought a book. Um hmm. And then the store found out and asked me what it was. And I told them and they're like, we'll buy some, we'll buy some and we'll sell them. And we want a picture of you holding it and yeah. we'll put on there and everything. And they did. And that was pretty wonderful. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I, uh, reposted it on Facebook, I think, or somewhere. Uh, and I've had several family members ask me like, what, uh, about it. And yeah, it's like, yeah, it's great. And the main concern seems to be like it, because it, it's people who like aren't don't watch zombie things and they're not into that sort of thing at all uh and so they're just like so it's zombies like how how gross is it that seems to be the question that i get asked I'm like it's not really at all like and that was part of your intent was to make a not gross zombie book for kids um and so i i usually try to tell people that so but no i it yeah that's awesome that they're doing that that's really cool yeah, I've had some people ask what its age frame is and stuff like that. I'm like, for everyone, mm-hmm. I made sure it's for everybody. I made sure it's easy to follow, easy to read, um, mm-hmm. and everything. So, um, yeah, it's been doing really, really well. Um, yeah, that's good. That's awesome. There's only just two things I don't like being asked about it. Yeah, and one is how much have you made? I don't really yeah. like answering that question. And sure. can I get it autographed? Yeah. I'm just you don't a like autographing? No. I just a little awkward to me. Like sure. I, I don't know. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to sign. My signature oh. is not recognizable. It's just like it's not worth anything. Oh but, man, I don't. So. I don't think it needs to be recognizable or anything. Uh, my my autograph from Shatner just looks like you wrote the word shit. Yeah, but you know, people your age appreciate that. Like little kids sure. don't know what that scratch is. Sure, and I so, get that. I don't yeah. know. It's a little awkward. I mean, I don't want to put anyone off from asking me, but you know, sure. if someone asks me, I'll do it. It's just it seems a little weird to me to do it. Yeah, uh, I get that. But just it's doing really us. well. I'm working on the next one, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of planning things out for the future right now. But it's mm-hmm. been a really great experience. Yeah, my kids keep asking about the next one, or. Uh, it was funny. We we read it tonight, and my daughter asked, "Like, do you think Matt is working on the comic book right now?" 
I'm like I, I think he's working on the second book right maybe right now I don't know <laughs> yeah I was going to do a second children's book but now I have like a list of stuff I want to do now because people keep asking for a second children's book and so yeah. I'm going to do a second children's book and I have an idea for a third one Oh, nice. uh, the biggest thing is, is I don't want to come up with ideas because I need to stay focused on one. Yeah. If I come up with I, a bunch of different versions, none of them are going to happen. I've yeah. given myself a year window to finish it. I could do it. If I give myself six months, it's not going to happen. But I think I sure. can get it done in that time. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I'm having some problems with the second book right now. Like I had to really think about it. Like I'm six pages into it, but now I'm mm-hmm. kind of wondering if I'm doing the right thing with it. So hmm. Interesting. yeah, it's not worth getting into on this, but yeah, sure. Just, uh, I have some thinking about to do. Um, uh-huh. but other than that, we're, uh, working, working on books. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, started season five of Babylon five having a very mm. enjoyable time since I haven't seen that show in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Realizing what, uh, what how are you good it is. Yeah. Well, what, what is that on? Like, I'm watching it on Tubi. Tubi. Right. You, we talked about this last time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's free, right? Yeah, it's free. You can pay, I think a little extra for no ads. It's free okay. with ads and the ads suck. <laughs> yeah the yeah. ads really suck it's either ads for the indie race that's happening this month or it's for hmm. some republican presidential nominee oh yeah i gotta hit your demographics oh my god that f- i i watched this dude's ad and i didn't know who he was and so i googled him and i'm like oh, okay all right <laughs> like is it a local thing or is it just no, it's a. He's a South Dakota. He's the. He's the huh. governor of South North Dakota, oh. and it's just his ads, and they drive me nuts. Like, yeah. it's all about we're gonna fix the economy. We're gonna. We're not gonna be buying our energy from, uh, from other countries. We're gonna be selling our energy to other countries. Okay. And then I was like, "What is this guy?" And I looked him up, and oh my god, he's just he's just a Trump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. He's just. Anti-immigration, anti-LGBTQ, anti-everything. And I was just like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. I got on, like, some, like, South, I want to say South Dakota, maybe one of the South states. But, like, somehow, I don't know how I got on an email list for somebody running for the Senate. And I just keep getting emails from them. And I've I've unsubscribed so many times. Isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't that great when that happens? Hey, remember when Trump was sending us text messages? Yeah. Yeah, remember that bullshit? It just happens. Yeah. And the funny thing is, too, I I know email marketing. uh, And if they ask for money, you can sue them. (laughs) And so it's just like... That's why they ask for optional contributions. Yeah. Uh, Well, if it's... So it's... Because you can email whatever you want, like, and that's the cover businesses for emailing you, like, a receipt. Um, so you can't sue for that. But as soon as, I think at least 20% of the email is, a mar- it becomes marketing, so they're trying to sell you something, uh, and then you didn't request it, you can sue. Which I don't know that the United States is really that 
strict on it but i think in canada like people like businesses have had to pay millions of dollars for sending out emails um and i think then the eu is a lot more strict about it too yeah and so like businesses have finally kind of started not like not you know making sure that they're not doing it but politicians in america don't seem to care oh god no (laughs) oh god no Uh, anyway uh how is, uh, so yeah, how so you've gone through five seasons of Babylon Five in what like a month? Technically three. I oh, okay. started with season two and right. worked my way up, just because season one's kind of uh, kind of like Star Trek season ones. Yeah, and, I, but I, I, I do want to go back and rewatch it. Uh, the biggest thing was is I had to buy season one, not because it's not free, but the pilot episode is not available online. Oh, that's so and weird when they do that. Yeah. Buy the season one. So I mm-hmm. did that. That's the funny thing, dude. So Babylon 5 has like five movies. Really? Uh, they're available. Yeah, they got like five movies. Like TV and movies, I presume. What? Like TV movies. They oh, weren't yeah, the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They like they were all made by TNT, except for like one or two of them, which was made by like Sci-Fi Channel. And huh. uh, the pilot is considered a movie. And... Hmm. It's not available to watch online, but you can buy it. And so yeah. here's the funny thing. You have to buy season one to get that. So that's why I did it. Uh, uh, here's the funny thing. The movies individually are $8 to buy. Uh-huh. Uh, the seasons are like $5. How many episodes are in a season? 22. Jeepers. Yeah. Yeah, that's 100 percent worth it. Dollars, twenty-two episodes of an hour-long show, plus the pilot was like five dollars. Wow. I, I mean, yeah, and it's because I don't know very many people, I guess, who watch Babylon Five, but like the people who do love it. That's what I recommended. I told a buddy yeah. this week because he's looking for something for him and his girlfriend to binge. He doesn't have a show to binge, and I said, "Dude, watch Babylon Five. It's really good." Yeah, like I, J. Michael Straczynski had almost complete control of that show, and he yeah. planned everything out. Huh. And I think it's honestly the best stuff that J. Michael Straczynski's ever written. Yeah, is it? He's um, a good, he's a good screen. He's a good. He's he's written some movies and he's written other shows and stuff like that. He was one of the writers for like the original Ghostbusters cartoon. And, really? Yep. Huh. He pitched the whole thing to CBS and Paramount, and they shot it down. So then he got another network to make it, and then a year later, uh, or a year earlier before Babylon 5 came out, Deep Space Nine came out, and it was the same premise almost. Oh, Babylon 5? Yeah. Yeah. I you meant uh, Ghostbusters. No. Like, no, people sure. of Astrosinski, hey, yeah. look, because uh, they had his Bible. They had a copy of his, yeah. his Bible. Yeah. I think we talked about this last time, but yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. And so it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good show. I really recommend mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and I'm having oh. a blast watching it. Oh yeah, I you can't wait for the new movie to come out next month. Yeah, and that's a cartoon movie, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, we talked about this because uh, he did World War Z, but like it's oh, been they rewritten so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Thing. Oh, Murder, She Wrote? That's funny. He did a TV movie for that. Oh, yeah. He's been working since, like, the 70s. Yeah. Uh, this was in uh, 2000. They must have just brought Angela Lansbury back for it. That's funny. I didn't realize that they had a movie in, two, in the year 2000. 
Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that. Uh, so, uh, would you say that this is like on par with Star Trek as far as like action and? Because like the thing, it's very think, diplomatic. Yeah. Or so it's a lot of politics, you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Babylon Five is a space station built to keep the peace in the galaxy. Okay, okay. That's interesting because um, yeah. like it's just wife... the whole cast are either are either uh, military members of the mm-hmm. station or diplomats. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, because uh, basically, uh, we started wa- we were watching Strange New Worlds. And my wife was is liking it, it and I think it's just because like it, it's reminiscent of old Star Trek, um, where like the action isn't too intense, the storylines aren't too crazy. There's not, uh, it's not super violent necessarily, um, and so I think that's why she's able to get into that. Whereas like, I don't know, just other things, she just doesn't tend to like because they are too actiony or something but i don't know Babylon five has action but no more than like other star trek stuff but yeah i guess that's it, what it's a show i would even recommend to you and your wife because it's yeah. really good and you don't need to see the pilot the pilot was like a year before the show came out and they changed a yeah. lot of things half the cast didn't come back due to scheduling and stuff so uh, it's not really yeah. a necessity and things that are mentioned later are explained from the pilot but no, it's very diplomatic. Like the first season is all like standalone stories, essentially, with certain things yeah. that were are set world building. Season mm-hmm. two is pretty much all about two races that end up going to war against each other, mm-hmm. and the the politics behind it. Season three is the full blown shadow war that happens, which is an ancient mm-hmm. uh, race, and okay. uh, in that season. The station breaks away and declares independence from Earth because Earth is corrupt. And then the fourth season is pretty much dealing with the Shadow Wars conclusion and then going into the civil war with Earth. And then the fifth season is all about building uh, this, essentially their version of the Federation, creating this thing called the Galactic Alliance, which is all the powers in the galaxy uh, uh, signing an alliance treaty to become part mm-hmm. of this big governing uh, force that will protect the galaxy from threats. Hmm. Interesting. Really good. Just stuff like yeah, yeah. stuff in like season one that is set up doesn't get like doesn't get brought back or paid off until like almost season three. Yeah. Like it's I'm just like, doing so much world building, and yeah. Straczynski had this huge plan for it. Yeah, that's awesome when writers are able to do that. And, like, when they're given the freedom to actually plan it out and then really reap the rewards, like, down the road as opposed to immediately. Oh, um, yeah, like... Because like it, it makes called... those later seasons more satisfying. What? Oh, it's great. Like, the like the show is called Babylon 5 because it's... The, the station's called Babylon 5. It's the fifth yeah. station because okay. it was built after a war happened and they decided they needed some place for everyone to go and try and... Uh, make peace, mm-hmm. but Babylon's one through three were sabotaged and destroyed. Babylon four mysteriously disappeared, mm-hmm. like right before it became operational. Mm-hmm. And then it's Babylon four is brought up again in season one, and mm-hmm. then it's not until season three you find out what happened to that station. Yeah, I think I watched that episode possibly because I remember watching like seeing because I'm, I'm watching like a weird little trailer for it and. 
it's funny how bad some of this, or that this, how bad the CGI is. Yeah, but, uh, I don't because it's nice idea that they went with CGI against models, and people yeah. say Star Trek was dating itself using models, and I was like, no, yeah, Babylon Five dated itself with using CGI. Yeah, I mean, it was cool at the time, I suppose, but now it just looks bad. But um, I didn't think it looked good back then, and I said that last time, but it's like I yeah. think the story outweighs the look of it. But like yeah. I said before, the makeup effects are. Ten times better than yeah. Uh, the Shark aliens look great. Were. Yeah, um, but no, it's funny watching it. I must have watched this a lot more than I remember because At Travis I, is. I'd wager you did because Travis yeah. loves that show too. He likes it. He's got yeah. the whole series on Blu-ray. So I'm betting I, yeah, I either saw it at Travis's or at my dad's maybe. Uh, but like I recognize a lot of these characters. Um, I, I don't think I would have realized, or I don't think I would have connected that they were from Babylon Five. I just didn't. You know, they're just in a weird room in the back of my head and i had no idea where they're from yeah, um, a lot of great characters a lot of alumni mm-hmm. from star trek too yeah i was like i was yeah. scanning through the cast list i don't recognize anybody oh yeah uh the guy who plays jakar he's an orange kind of like reptilian cat looking guy yeah um that's andres i can't remember Kalaskas. um he was general tomalak in tng a romulan general that kept showing oh, up oh yeah okay i recognize that guy president of earth in one of the in uh one of the movies that's Mm -hmm. um rachel garrett the captain of the enterprise c okay um uh what is it brad dorf he shows up um in episode he played the murderous betazoid in star trek voyager yeah um he played worm tongue in lord of the rings yeah um oh yeah uh barkley from tng he shows up in the show he's He's in in the season one episode because he was on the A-Team. Did you know that? Yep. That's the original what he's known for. A-team. He was a special guest when T- when he showed up in TNG and stuff like that. Yeah, well, and it's just funny to me because, like, I to me, he's Lieutenant Barkley. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I was, I was looking at, or I think I was watching, like, uh, just an old episode of the A-Team. It was, like, on TV sometime. I'm like, holy crap, that's Barkley. <laughs> like, yep, it turns out that, like, yeah, he's actually playing, like, kind of a cool guy, at least by comparison. Because <laughs> he's their mechanic or driver or something on the A team, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a, a lot of characters all showed up throughout Babylon Five that were from Star Trek and stuff. Just working actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A um, lot of generals that were in Starfleet and captains in Starfleet had guest appearances in the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're already doing sci-fi, and I'm sure I kind of wonder too, like how many actors like just didn't want to do Star Trek and Babylon Five at that time. I don't think many. Yeah. Like the TNG was enormous. Like they had yeah. people from all over. They had the cast of Yeah, that's uh, true. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, in the show, they had the cast of Frasier. Uh Kelsey Grammer showed up as the captain of the uh Yeah. Uh the uh, Bozeman in an yep. episode and it was because he was a fan, you know, he was shoot he's probably shooting Cheers or Frasier next door. Uh Yeah, when Whoopi Goldberg was a big fan requested. she wanted to be in it. Yeah, she asked to be on, and they're like, oh, yeah, you can have a cool character. <laughs> uh, Frazier's ex-wife is in an episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, I guess. That was... I, for, I kind of forgot how many guest spots they had. Uh, well, and even... Uh, what was it? Because uh, Christopher Lloyd is a Klingon. Uh, Star Trek Three: Search for Spock. That was before Back to the Future. That He was only known for Taxi back then. Really? That was before. Oh, okay. That was two years before Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd only Shoot. had Taxi, pretty much. He was known for, and it was they were hesitant to cast him as 
the villain because of his kind of because of taxi behavior. Yeah. He yeah, was not he, Doc yeah. Brown yet. Yeah, that was a weird character in Taxi for him. But I mean, by comparison, I'm sure like it was perfect for him at the time. But Christian Slater showed up in Star Trek Six because he was a fan. Christian Slater, wow. Mm-hmm. Christy Alley, she yeah. starts, she was in Wrath of she Khan. She was in Wrath of Khan. Anything that was like one of her first acting credits. Seriously, huh? Yeah. Ashley Judd, her first acting role yep. was TNG. Yeah, she was uh, opposite Wesley Crusher, right? Yep. Yeah. And that I remember that was one of the first episodes where like it was a romance story, sort of like they kind of had like a thing going. I oh, yeah, they were going on dates and stuff. It was. Yeah, it was the weird uh, video game episode. Yeah. And I think that Lef- was like Leffler. She played Ensign Leffler. Yeah. And but that was like one of the first like stories about like with like dating and stuff where I was actually like realizing what was going on, I think. <laughs> like just I was coming of age, I suppose. Um, and I, and I just remember like that just really striking me for some reason, like that whole, the whole concept of them dating. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Babylon five. I need to give that a chance or I, uh, I not, not give it a I chance. Like, no, it's good. First season's yeah. a little up and downy, but it yeah. is so yeah, well, well done. And, uh, it paved the way for sci-fi dramas that weren't star Trek. Everyone felt that mm-hmm. only star Trek would work, but Babylon five came along and showed it. And, Stuff like Stargate and um, yeah, Farscape. Which I still need to watch Stargate. Uh, I I I have no interest in watching Stargate except for the movie. The movie, well, I loved the movie. I owned it, and I would watch that. Uh, I watched that so many times as a kid. Um, I got Blu-ray of it. I like that. Yeah, movie a lot. such a good movie. And like. and I know the TV show has quite the following, but it just oh, it it never does. seemed the same. Um, it looks like, cheap to me. It looks yeah. cheap to me in the cheapish way, but it's because it's Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, so yeah, Sci-Fi Channel special effects are the worst. Like they do not put any money into those shows. They don't. No, no. And they were actually going to try and take on Babylon Five, and then they did actually make some of the movies, and they look really bad. Yeah, yeah. It's just Sci-Fi. Like they make crap shows, and yeah. the only show they're that just ever got too. that, and but I know they did. Um, they did a zombie show. Z Nation, which won like a lot of awards and went on for like six seasons, and then it actually huh. got spinoffs and stuff like that. That's interesting. I tried I, to watch it, but I thought it looked like a run-of-the-mill sci-fi show. Yeah, a sci-fi channel show. Well, and they're they're like, I feel like they're just kind of hokey. Like they feel like they should probably be on the WB, but they're sci-fi, so they're on sci-fi instead. Yeah. Um, and like I I got into a couple of shows that were on there, uh, like Warehouse 13. I liked. Uh, it was like it was kind. Of, it was okay. Like they would, um, I don't know. Like there's just like weird little things, like myth- mythological objects, basically, that they would just, they'd have to go find because they were like it was kind of like X Files, but like hokey. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was it was just kind of like a fun show to turn your brain off with, I guess. But I remember they made a Tremor show. Oh man, that, that's. <laughs> I don't know what even to say about that. I guess. Yeah, they made a. I'm uh, not excited. They, they made a Tremors show. Huh. I think they've made a couple of the movies later on too, and they just don't yeah. look that good. And I know I'm kind of being a hypocrite saying I can look past Babylon Five's effects, <laughs> but again, there's a story there with a lot of content. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not going to throw too much praise at Sci-Fi Channel when I've seen like. It's just a, it's just like even the quality of the writing isn't something that I'm impressed with. Yeah, most sci-fi 
produce things. The writing, like it's a, it's basically just the Hallmark Channel sci-fi of science yeah. fiction. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong with that. <laughs> uh, and like you know, there are people who just you know it's sci-fi, so they want to watch it, and that's good for them, I guess. Yeah, it's that thing I've said over the years that you know I know fans and stuff that if they that, like they like one thing, they jump on the next science fiction thing or the next anime or the next horror or something like they just they just want to absorb all that stuff and it's just their genre that they absorb and I just I never could understand yeah. it. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not like I, I've never seen Firefly and I have no interest in ever seeing Firefly. Firefly is I I've watched the movie season, everyone says it's amazing. I look at it and I'm just like, I don't care. I had a buddy of me tell me a week or two ago that I need to watch Farscape and I'm like, I've seen Farscape I think it looks terrible. Yeah, I uh, I've tried Farscape. I couldn't like, and that that one felt hokey too. Like, was that sci-fi? Yeah, Farscape. Because I was like, it feels sci-fi, like the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, yeah, that was a sci-fi. Do you, had you ever seen Andromeda? No, that's another was, one that I don't care to watch. Because uh, that was Gene Roddenberry, yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was any good, but it has Kevin Sorbo, which I could just I could never get around him being a captain. He just doesn't seem captainy to me. Um, it's kind of crazy now too. Yeah, well, and then there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, we're hitting 46 minutes. But uh, I mean, on this topic too. Yeah, I watched uh, Strange New Worlds, yeah. and man, that for being a first season of a Star Trek show, like they had their footing right away. That is such a good show. It's really uh, good. I really and, enjoy it, and I'm really yeah. enjoying the second season a lot. Man, I was wanting to text you like pretty much every time we watched it, but I was just like, ah, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on the podcast. And I, I mean, I don't even remember necessarily everything, but it was just funny too because like I think I was even uh, in the middle of watching it, and you texted me this week, uh, and you said, uh, "Let me guess, you like the chief of engineering, which I can't even think of his name now, Hammer, uh, Hammer." And uh, and I was just like, and as soon as you said that, I was just like, I'm probably not gonna li- or. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know that I like anyone that much on this show. And then as soon as I like you said Hammer, I was just like, Yeah, son of a gun. I love that guy. <laughs> He's, Hammer's really you, great. Yeah, and you and you just said like he just seems like your kind of guy. And he was. Like from the minute he was on the screen, I was excited to he- see his alien race. Just because like uh they're from the original series and they just dropped it. And so I, I was just happy that they're bringing back something from the original series, I guess. Um and he was just such a fun character. Like he had a sense of humor, um, and he was very, very—he was overly competent, which I feel like the chief of engineering always is. Like Scotty was super, like was really good at his job. Jordy's really good at his job. Um, chief O'Brien, I suppose, broke that mold a little bit. But Bellana was good, at, like really. I don't good know. At Chief's too. really good on D Space Nine. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just that, like they delved more into like his. Uh, he always just seemed a little bumbling to me, or like just no, you're not bumbling. Chief's not bumbling. Just I don't know, like I don't know. I need to rewatch Deep Space Nine too, but yeah, Chief's not bumbling at all. Chief's extremely efficient in it. Okay, and maybe that's it. Well, okay, I think I'm a little swayed too because there was a web comic um, a number of years ago about Chief O'Brien on the Enterprise, and it was just about him screwing up all the time. Uh, I don't even know why that was a comic like i think it was just because like he all he did was teleport people because he was the yeah, chief he was the chief he was the transporter uh, he was transport chief, chief, chief yeah. transportation chief of transporter yeah um but anyway yeah so i mean yeah the chiefs are always uh, excellent but i'm a little 
concerned, I guess, about the next season to see, you know, if they're able to replace Hammer at all. Um, so that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, there's a new chief. There's a new chief of engineering. Yeah, is it is it nice or are they? I don't know. Like, I just hate it when they. Uh, well, yeah, this is a spoiler, I guess. Uh, I was so mad in the second to last episode, uh, which was a funny episode to me because it was basically uh, just an alien movie. Uh, chest bursters and everything um but then yeah, they kind of yeah. then they kind of turn out to be the zerg <laughs> um but he gets infected and he ends up jumping off a cliff uh to save everybody else which just makes him even more heroic and cool i guess but yeah it's just uh it's a little disappointing that they did that but it it was an it was a nice end for him i suppose because like there was that one episode where uh, him and Uhura are in the airlock or in the um, the st- uh, storage bay or whatever, and they had to vent it to get a uh, 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 like a power coil that was going to explode or something. Um, and so they're talking about dying, and he says like that he believes that you only die when you have accomplished what you need to accomplish. And so it was just interesting. Then when he did die, like die, he he had like a really good like he was just like i believe what i needed to do here was to it was like to tell get uhura to like realize what her meaning in life was which which was just interesting to me i guess like it, it made his death not feel as bad as uh oh man oh what's her face in uh the next generation who was just slapped by a black piece of goo and then she died tasha yeah, Tasha. Yeah, like it, it. It was funny too because like it made me think of that because they were both early in early in the series, a prominent character that was pretty likable. I mean, I liked him better than Tasha, I suppose, but I liked Tasha Yar quite a bit. Um, and then just like kind of suddenly killing them off, which I believe she had some politic problems behind the scenes. No, she didn't have politics problems. Uh, I thought she had uh, arguments with the writers or something. No. I'm wrong. She okay. did not feel that uh, she was oh. involved in the show. She yeah, flat out said that you could have just cut, made a cut out of her legs and put it behind Picard on the bridge and no one would notice. And uh, yeah, okay. she felt as though there was just not time to develop mm-hmm. anybody and she was not having an entertaining time. So she asked to be, uh, she asked for her contract to be uh, taken out. Uh, okay. Essentially, like, very early on and um it just mm. doesn't feel like she's treated fairly a lot of the cast has agreed with that um yeah so yeah now, a little yeah okay mind you season one of tng is rough and yeah um if she had stuck through she probably would have gotten a lot of that character development yeah um, that's too bad they, she came back she came back for yesterday's enterprise and then yep. she came back to play her daughter yep. in later seasons and yeah which was I, I was glad to see her again um she wanted to she thought she could do more out of star trek if she had left the show and well she starred in pet cemetery yeah as i said did she do anything else she's directed a lot of star trek documentaries really yep. how many how many star trek documentaries do we need <laughs> i mean it's a 60 year old franchise that's a good point uh, I it's just funny because I've never even heard of any of them. And, Trekkies, yeah. Oh yeah, Trekkies is the big one. Denise Crosby, that's her name. Yeah, I forgot about Trekkies. That came out a while ago. 
Anyway, yeah, but with Hummer, yeah, dying, I think I, I was mad. Like as soon as I realized what was happening, I was just like, no, <laughs> like I actually yelled that. Um, but no, like uh, it's such a just good show, uh, Strange New Worlds. Um, I, I'm trying to even think like just uh, with number one uh, and just being like that she's part of an alien race that is not allowed in the Federation because they did genetic engineering. Yeah. Uh, like that was just kind of an, an interesting episode to kind of delve into that. And um, oh, man. And then I guess she, what the, she's kind of the chief of security. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she—you said she, she was like your favorite character. I thought. She's, yeah, she's up there as my favorite character in the show. Yeah, and and it's interesting too because like her and number one, uh, Rebecca Romaine, uh, they're they're kind of like put together a lot because mm-hmm. they, and, and they are very similar personalities. And number one had saved her um, because of the oh she was like captured by the that alien race that they were fighting. Um, and and so like they have this yeah connection and stuff, but it's also interesting because she's a a Nuning Soon Soon I can never pronounce that name who yeah and so like she has issues with genetically engineered people because her family has been like outcasted because of her ancestor uh, or because yeah because Khan right um, yeah and so she's a descendant of Khan yeah uh, and I assume then she is what uh, Data's create creator would be then a dis- like, no, that's a Sung. Oh, oh, they're not they're not the same. No. Okay. Nunian my... is is part of the name, but uh, so um, oh, okay. Data is a Nunian Sung android. Yeah. And she is a Nunian Sing descendant. Oh, I guess I did not make that distinction. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I assume that the, I guess whenever I heard that, I never realized it was different so i just uh i didn't make the connection that those were different people or like different families i guess i just assumed it's the same family huh that that's a really strange are they related no probably not no it's just funny to reuse that name like new the nooning part there's Nunin. backgrounds with it but there is okay yes. um interesting okay well anyway uh but yeah it, it it's just interesting how much depth is with these characters. And granted, Star Trek has such a strong history, um, and like, yeah, history within the storyline, you know, within the the universe. Uh, and so it's just it's really cool that they're able, or that they are using that. Um, and it definitely feels like it, it fits where it is, kind of thing. Um, but they're fun characters. I like that one episode where they were uh, at dock or they were docked, um, whatever, and everyone kind of had shore leave. And then it was just uh, number one and um, and Lon on on the ship, and they found out that all the uh, cadets have the Enterprise bingo. And so, oh yeah, the episode yeah. that gave me an anxiety attack when they were walking on the goddamn ship. Yeah, yeah, and they just had like a, a bubble around them, that, screaming, that screaming. Like, that seemed like the weirdest choice. Like, why can't they just put suits on? That's part of it. Oh, that's part of the bingo. Yeah, it's oh. part of it's a dare essentially. Well, I mean, they're supposed to go write their names on that one part of the ship, but the yep. the cadets were they wore suits when they did it, when they got caught at the beginning. Um, I th- yeah, they had suits on. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, it was just kind of funny. Like they were trying to do shenanigans, but like neither of them were enjoying it at all. 
<laughs> I wasn't enjoying that whole thing. My God. <laughs> Pretty much I, when the ship has shields on, they walked on the hull of the ship and write yeah. their name on a certain uh like a panel it's the oldest panel like it's the only part of the ship that's the that's part of the original or something yeah it's like one literally walking in space without suits on and it scared the piss out of me yeah that's why we were talking before the podcast and me saying i have anxiety about the idea of a of space (laughs) yeah so i did not handle that. that scene very well yeah yeah no i get that um but I, I just thought that was a funny episode of just them trying to get out of their shells and have fun, and they just weren't able to at all. Um, How much did they just cry with the doctor's daughter? Yeah, I, I was just about to get to that. Then then there's the doctor, who is probably my favorite doctor. I well, like the doctor a lot. I like most of the doctors on the show, so I guess I can't say that he's my favorite, but man, I, I really like this guy. Um, but yeah, uh, that episode with his daughter, um, where they kind of, there's an outside alien force that is able to make them all, all the crew out, live out the storybook. So yeah, uh, I guess for those listening, his daughter it has cancer that's like affecting her entire body. seems like a type of leukemia, maybe. It's something, and he keeps. She doesn't. She has. There's no cure. Maybe hours to days to live, and so yeah. he keeps her in the transporter buffer, yep. secretly, to, until he can find a cure for her. Yeah, and well, and they find out because uh, they didn't do updates on hit the transporter in sick bay because of it, and because yeah, of he not refused doing to let anyone touch the transporter. Yeah, and because of that, it caused a problem uh, on an earlier episode, and that's how they found out about it. And then number one just kind of she she like understood basically and didn't reprimand him um but yeah then there's yeah, the episode where they find uh, an alien that lives inside of a nebula and it sensed the girl in the transporter buffer and brought her out and yeah man that at the end of that episode when he basically in order, to, in order to cure really her rough. he lets her go live with that alien so she becomes um an alien entity basically, or she's transformed into that to live with that alien in the nebula. Uh, that was a rough episode. Um, and yeah. And then, uh, I, I was glad that she like immediately came back as an adult. Cause she, because of time way, doesn't exist. Yeah. It's, in there. it's an alien that exists outside of time basically. And so it, th- that was nice to have that closure, like immediately, I suppose, but still like, I just, I can't even fathom the, going through that basically uh it was, was tough yeah. i was balling well, i was then, balling my eyes out in that episode at the yeah. end and the episode right before that i believe was the um the one with the child uh who sorry about my dad <laughs> uh but the, the one right before that where it's funny that's actually a classic story um about yeah it's not an original story it's, no no um, no it's not because the whole time we're watching like this feels so familiar oh i like, read that book. fucking kid in that machine you knew yep. what was happening <laughs> no i knew as, I, as soon as it was over i was just like this is a story and i and so i and then i looked it up and i showed it to to kelsey my wife and and she she's just like i that was not a great episode to watch before bed 
<laughs> and then the yeah. next episode is the doctor's daughter episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just it's an episode them? about they visit a planet that they know about. It's a society where a giant great machine takes care of everything and everyone. It's a utopia. Creates a utopia. It's a completely and then, perfect. There's no sickness, nothing. It's perfect. There's nothing. It's just bliss. And then yep. they have to transport a young prince uh and his father to the planet for a ritual and they find out that the fucking machine lives off the life support of a child yeah it's like something that it's their custom and their ritual and so they can't do anything about it and well and they know specifically that the child is suffering yeah oh yeah Um, yeah it's a terrible experience and the father they find out the father is completely against and tries to sabotage yeah. it. He, it doesn't matter. And the thing is, is that the planet isn't using their own people. They're using a colony that's like a third world country. No, 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 no. That's not that. that they are using their own people. Uh, the well, colony. Yeah, but it's not based on their planet. It's like another colony of their people. No, the colony are the people who refuse to live there because of the suffering. I thought they were also from there. That they pluck the kids from there. No, the 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 child and his father are from that the planet. Like they were in. They were within the society. Oh, and they fled, didn't they? But once the child was chosen, the father wanted oh, to get out of that's it. That's it. Because he, he didn't want his child to suffer. Like he didn't want his child to suffer. He was okay that's living right. there with a different child suffering. Um, but no, this is based on a story called "The Ones Who Walk Away from Omaleas." So Omaleas is the name of, in this in the original story. Uh, Omaleas is this is this utopia city. Um, and the story is kind of about like a per, I think an outsider comes in and they're invited to stay and live there much like in, uh, the captain was kind of being invited to, to live there cause he fell in love with one of their senators or whatever. Um, and, uh, upon going in, you know, you go around, you see nobody is sick. Everything is perfect. Um, but then at the end, much like at the end of this episode, you find they, the person finds out that everything is somehow provided because of the suffering of a child. And so then the story, the name of the story being the ones who walk away from Omalaya, it's so it's it, the title means the people who refuse to, to accept perfection because of the suffering of a child. So they are the ones who leave. And so then right. that, uh, and so that other colony, those are the people who left because they did, they didn't want to live knowing that their perfection was based on the suffering of the child. Yeah, and it, that's, it, what? It's a it's a fairly just even before that it's just a typical story of sacrifice. It's a self it's a sacrifice. Yeah, ritual. and and the child like knows that they're going into it. Like they claim it's a willful thing, but then like you know when it, during the uh, during the the whatever the ceremony, the kid sees the previous kid. Oh God, yeah, that thing and is just, a, it's a, a cr- and it, uh, that kid is crispy. Yeah, well, and his smile, like, the the new kid's smile just goes away, and he just says, oh, my God. <laughs> like, before that, like, you can tell he's kind of repeating the things that he's memorized to for the ceremony. But then, like, he sees the the crispy kid, the previous one, and he, and he just, all he says is, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And then they just keep pushing him forward at yep. that point, and it's just like, yeah, he doesn't want to be there anymore. And it, it's a, it's a, it's a planet that's not part of the federation they can't they do refuse, anything about it they refuse to be part of the federation yeah and, so, yeah and so the captain can't stop them um yeah yeah that was a rough episode and it, yeah, yeah it, it's funny <laughs> it, it, it was funny to me i guess just that they even picked up on this old 
uh, story, which is arguably popular. Like it's, it's used a lot in culture or in pop culture. Like it's referenced a lot, but I don't know that any a lot of people know the original source. I don't even know why I know it. I think oh, it's because um, the video game Dishonored uh, has a character that's kind of based on the the child who is suffering, and so I think I looked into it because I was just researching that video game because I like that game so much. And that's the only that's the only reason I've heard of it. But yeah, it's funny on the Wikipedia page. There's a section about Star Trek doing the uh, the story. But yeah, no, there's a bu- there's a handful of really rough uh, episodes, um, but they're good. Like it, they they don't detract at all. Like uh, they're yeah, they're just the uh, I don't know. Like I, I feel like it's it it's got a good um, there's balance, fun episodes, like, fun there's, episodes, and there's the episode and just drama episodes. Yeah, that was funny. What, yeah, swapping his or uh, Spock and his uh, fiance swapping spot. Uh, that was such a good episode. <laughs> um, and that, that one was interesting too, because yeah, they were doing. Uh, They're trying to get an alien race to join the Federation so that they could use trade routes, basically. Uh, uh, that's uh, that. That's bingo. That's the bingo episode too. Oh, that is the bingo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're because uh, they're, they're on the shortly. They're well, they're and, on shortly, but they're also doing the the Enterprise needs to be there to because Pike and Spock uh, are some of the best first contactors as usual, and so Spock yeah. is assigned to work with this race to become part of the Federation. But his fiance is also there, and she is also there on assignment. And they want to become more intimate with each other. So Spock does a ritual, kind of fucks it up, doesn't know what it really does. And they end up body swapping. And so Spock's fiance has to negotiate with this species. And uh, Spock and his fiance's body has to go do her job, which is essentially she runs a correctional facility. And she's, well, no, she works for a correctional facility and she's hunting down a... Uh, uh, someone who escaped. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a Vulcan who has chosen emotions, and yeah. so she has to like convince him to come back because it doesn't yep. seem like she's gonna fight him. Um, but yeah, then but then Spock in her body just punches him in the face, like knocks him out. Yeah, <laughs> and and it was funny too because later he's just like, I have to admit, I punched him, and she, and she's just like, that was a non-emotional response. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yes, that was correct. It was just funny to me um but man uh speaking of spock and emotions too uh nurse him and nurse chapel it's just like when is his fiance gonna go away because i i know that something's gonna happen between him and her and nurse chapel because like she likes him she is yeah yeah they're yeah oh yeah i didn't know this because i don't know tos i had to look this up green is in tos there's an entire episode where spock has to go and get married to her and um she doesn't end up wanting to marry Spock, so they do a ritual to the death where she, uh, another person has to challenge Spock for the right to marry her, and she actually chooses Kirk. And so him and Spock have to fight. Kirk this is an episode of TOS. This is yeah. 60 years ago. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know this. I had to look this up. I don't want to watch the episode because I don't like watching TOS. But Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So Spock so- is engaged all throughout most of like is engaged throughout this whole series, this whole time era until, you know, 10 years later when his engagement is turned off. Uh, his engagement to what's her, the Vulcan lady. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then, okay. Huh? Huh? 
Very. Uh, I kind of. I feel like I want to watch the original series. I like. It's rough. I know it is, but. Well, the finale is connected to. Uh, you haven't watched the finale yet. You haven't watched the tenth episode. That's a straight up yeah. retelling of a of a TOS episode, which is kind of worth to go back hmm. and rewatch that one after watching the finale. Yeah. Well, in the original series, like, uh, there's not a lot. It, it's it, like there's only what four, two or three seasons, four maybe. Uh, three seasons, but two seasons, but um, I think that is. But those are like straight up one hour long episodes. Oh, really? For some reason, yeah. I didn't realize they were that long. They're long, dude. Sixty years ago, commercials weren't that big. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know, like, that was, Gene Roddenberry had complete control of it, and it was. Oh not... yeah, they fought Lincoln. What? They fought Abe Lincoln in space. <laughs> of course they did. Oh man! They go to a weird planet that just so happened to look like a western because the production next door was shooting a western. <laughs> yeah, they had to go back sure. to World War II and dress up as Nazis. Yeah, that's make funny. none of this up. This is TOS. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I know. Like I mean, it, this it was whole very series done. is they didn't have of, any money. This whole series is kind of a precursor to the episode where Kirk fights a Gorn. Oh, so the Gorn are, like, they are in the original series. That's where, like, the big thing is, is Kirk fighting a giant lizard. That's a Gorn. Oh. That's they the made him look with way Gorn. Yeah, where Kirk fights fisticuffs in the in California desert with a, the lizard man in the sash. That's a Gorn. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that, they, that doesn't make any sense based on the Gorn that we've seen, that I've seen, I guess, so far. That's the criticism I have, is I liked that episode where Hammer dies, but they did just pretty much rip off Alien. That 100%. Well, I looked at it, uh, the writer of that episode wrote a bunch of episodes of, oh, uh, man, no, it just escaped my head. Uh, uh, that show about the two guys who were in the muscle car and they hunt demons. Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, he wrote about and I and I was just like, yeah, this episode feels like supernatural a little. Like it's, I mean, it's it's a little horror. It's a and horror it, episode. Yeah, and, it's, and they it's, did a lot of like really bad uh, time jumping, and and so it's just like I feel like they're trying to startle us by like, you know, people aren't where you expect them to be. Because um, at one point, like some I don't know, like I, I I remember like there was a scene, and then the next scene, like somebody who was in the previous scene with other people were suddenly with somebody else. And there was no indication of like the time jump, and so I was like, I was almost convinced that there was a, a shapeshifter among them or something. Um, but then I was just like, oh no, that's just a her. I think it was a her. Um, but yeah, and then those aliens came out, and they're just like, oh, these are just uh, you know children. Like we don't want to fight an adult one. It's just like, and so then it's funny to me that like then Kirk was just fist fighting an adult Gorn. <laughs> the Gorn have been very rarely used. They've showed up in lower decks here and there as gags, and they showed up in an episode of Enterprise. They, well, and they seem so powerful that that's like the only way you can use them. Yeah, like, and you, so you can't have this, a serious battle with see, them. It just doesn't make sense to me. Season two is building up to the Gorn War, which yeah, um, okay, I'm interested I mean, to see. But yeah, I was kind of put off by the fact that it's like they're just chestbursters and they're just alien. They're just xenomorphs that they've done, and it's like okay, a little overpowered, but yeah, well, especially well, yeah, when they were talking about like what's the gestation? It's like oh, it depends on the host. I'm like okay, yeah, just like aliens. Yeah, it's very <laughs> aliens ripoffy. Uh, I. 
I, I absolutely really like this show, and it's kind of mm-hmm. a shocker because the people behind the show are the people who fucked up Picard so bad. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you told me that, and it's funny, too, because I was just like, I feel like the people who wrote this show have actually watched Star Trek. Isn't it weird? <laughs> it's just like, what were, like, what were they doing with Picard that they couldn't do it? But then for this one, like, they're pulling everything out of the, like... I have a feeling... <sighs> Why Picard was the first two seasons of Picard were that were like that. Yeah. The difference between this show and the first couple seasons of Picard. Mm-hmm. There's a name not attached to Strange New Worlds, and that is Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? You think like he had too much say in Picard? Patrick Stewart was a producer for it. He, you know, mm. one of his requirements was no uniform on, uh, no uniform. Yeah. No cast from TNG shows up. Oh, he asked for that. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah, he made a lot of zany demands. He wanted it to be an a- adventure action story with starring him. He didn't want to wear a Starfleet uniform. He didn't want cast members from TNG in it. Okay. As plot characters and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Hmm. Wanted it to be a personal story yeah i mean i i really do but i also that's i also look at the people behind this show and yeah they're also crap uh alex kurtzman akiva goldsmith yeah fuck those guys and yet akiva goldsmith's like the showrunner for this show and i'm just kind of like uh our goldsman and it's like this show is great though it's episodic which is great it's not nine part ten part movie yeah, I, exactly. I really like the episodic nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like well, I like pretty much most of the cast. I really do. Uh, the mm-hmm. ones that really stand out for me is Anson Mount. He's great as Pike. He great is actor. such a good actor. And Pike, Pike is, is such, such an amazing character. Yeah, Pike's great. I, I tell you, man, he's great in Hell on Wheels. He's the star of that, and he's yeah. amazing. I saw a picture uh, of him. He looks completely different. Yeah, he looks thicker. It's really odd because he's looks uh, like skin and bones, but he is like jacked in Hell on Wheels. But he looks very mm-hmm. different. And Travis and I always joke about how the show opens up with him out in Montana, right? Yeah, first with a beer stuff, and he looks like Colin Bohan from Hell on Wheels. And I um, always have made the joke saying, "Well, that's what happened to Colin after Hell on Wheels. <laughs> Starfleet dro- went back in time and kidnapped him." That's funny. And, that would uh, be funny. I, yeah. I do like Spock. Um, yeah, I like the spot. The actor they got for Spock, he's doing a good job. I'm trying to love Christine Chapel. The girl is really good looking, but man, she's so eccentric that it's almost annoying. Yeah, uh, she's just a little too eccentric. Uh, she, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get especially that, yeah. for a character that was in TOS that really just kind of stood there. First played by uh, Gene Roddenberry's wife. Oh, really? Yep, Christine hmm. Chapel was played by Majel Barrett. Interesting. She's in a couple episodes, and then they cast her as uh, another character. She well, she's uh, the computer for a long time. Uh, she's the computer for like thirty years until she well, then... died. She was the computer in TNG, Deep Space Nine, when they needed a Starfleet computer. Mm-hmm. Voyager. Uh, she was the voice of the computer even in Enterprise. Yeah, this computer. The lady for this one, I've never heard of. It's Alex Cap. Some. I don't know. Um, and... I, I absolutely love Lon Nooney and Singh. First episode, it was mm-hmm. kind of weird because she comes off very bruntish and yeah, kind of mean. But then yeah. you get to know her, and she's just the best in my book. I absolutely mm-hmm. love her, and um, I love Ahura in it. 
I love her as a little cadet. Yeah. Just can't they stop saying her first name, which annoys me from uh, with how much it annoys me, not in this show, but how much they made it a mystery in the first J.J. Abrams movie. What do you mean? The whole like all throughout that movie, Kirk, Kirk's trying to get her to say her name because he doesn't know her first name. Right. And at the end, Spock says it and he just is like, Naota? And now in oh, Space yeah. New Worlds, oh, they don't even call her Uhura. They just call her Nyota. Yeah. And, Did they uh, never give her a name in the original series? It was just Uhura. It was Uhura uh, for, 50, for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. It was okay. Uhura, just like mm-hmm. Cher. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't uh, feel like she needs a name or a first nope. name. But, whatever. but yeah, they do say Nyota all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I love um, um, Benga, the uh, the doctor. He's great. Uh, they mm-hmm. explore more of him in season two. Uh, Hammer's wonderful. I I love that species. It's from Enterprise. It's an offshoot of the Andorians yeah. who are naturally blind and they have telepathic abilities. Yeah, um, they're great. He's great. I um I have a feel. I have a not a. I don't know this for certain, but I kind of feel like um the chief of engineering is going to be the uh, professor of dark arts from Harry Potter, where it's going to be a different chief every year until Scotty. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I I absolutely love the helmsman, uh, Erica Ortega's. Yeah. Yeah. She's fun. Like, like it, she kind of reminds me of Tom Paris where like, she's really good at her job and just is having fun. Yeah. You get the impression that she's probably the best pilot in Starfleet. And yeah. Which they do, and she gets an episode about her in season two and oh, okay. it's really good. It's the episode that just came out. Okay. And it's funny too. Look, looking at a picture of her, not from the show. She's like a platinum white hair. Yes. <laughs> in real life. Just yeah. That's not thing. look right. Her um, her partner died about two years ago. It was very sad. He died of leukemia. He got diagnosed oh. three. He got diagnosed with leukemia, and three le- three days later, he died. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's yeah. Hmm. Yeah, she she's really great. And uh, the as much as I, my favorite character is Lon. Uh-huh. I can't get over how great Rebecca Romaine's is as una number one yeah i was because rebecca romaine was a model and she has done acting here and there for the past 20 plus years she was mystique in the x-men movies mystique i was trying to think like she's done any other acting but yeah uh, yeah, she's in the first she's in the first the thomas jane punisher movie um she's uh in stuff here and there she's been acting for a long time and I just can't help but feel like she's been so underused over the last like thirty years. Yeah, she's. I was very surprised. I guess just she I, carries I, scenes in a room full of oh, actors yeah. who are amazing, and I, uh-huh. I, I'm just baffled by it. Yeah, like wh- she has not been doing a whole lot. I mean, actually, she's been doing a ton of things, which is like here and there, like one episodes. Yeah. Or it looks like she's had a couple of shows that I've never heard of, like, w- like. 10 episodes, 16 episodes, series Um, I'm just, this is like the first time I've ever looked through. Uh, I guess she's on Ugly Betty. Like, okay. She's um, Lois Lane in the DC animated films. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, was she in Tron? She's in something called Tron 2.0. Uh, 
a killer app. It must be like a video game. Um, hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, just... a video game. Okay. This video uh, game from 2000. Yeah. She's great. She's married to Jerry O'Connell, which threw me off. Jer- really? Jerry huh. O'Connell, from, known from, uh, as oh. the star of Sliders. Yeah, I was going to say from Sliders. Yeah, or Walk With Me. He's the yeah, fact she's kid. mostly known because of her and John Stamos were yeah, together Re- forever, Stamos. But It's hard for me not to say Rebecca Romaine Stamos. I know, and she did change her name to that for a while, and she kept it for a long time, but she doesn't yeah. carry it anymore. But yeah, uh, someone who's probably known mostly from like Maxim and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. she was a model and things like that. I mean, that's why she was Mystique. She was naked on screen yeah. in a blue skin suit. And she's really good in this show though like i think yeah. she's amazing and uh she gets uh she's great in season two they deal with her being augmented which okay. i guess i haven't really talked about that i hate that con- that subject more than anything yeah i hate the subject of the genetic engineered augments on the stance of how much of a hypocrite starfleet is about oh, how they yeah. they don't allow it because of the eugenics war and World War Three from hundreds of years ago, and that's yeah. why they're banned from the yeah. from Starfleet joining Starfleet mm-hmm. uh, because they don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Okay. You let Data in Starfleet. <laughs> you have cyborgs in Starfleet. They are modified people. Yeah. Uh, There's yeah. even a line in TNG with uh, Jordy's uh, visor and how he's blind. But his visor can see better than a human eye can. Yeah, Jordy it's an augmentation. That is interesting that there aren't more cyborgs in Star Trek in general. Yes, though. there are. There actually are. You you have. You just don't notice Discovery. them. No, they're in Discovery. They're all over uh, the fucking place. There's androids in Discovery. Uh, Lower Decks. Huh? Um, in huh. the show, in the cartoon Lower Decks, one of the main cast members. He he's he's a cyborg. Uh, yes, you're right. He's a cyborg guy. Um, yeah. These are augmented people with yeah. superior abilities. That's weird, though. So, wait, you're saying in Discovery there are androids? Yeah. Because isn't that the specific thing about Data, is that he's the only one? Well, TOS has robots all over the place, too. Well, yeah, robots and androids are different, though. Cause like an same, android... thing. Same, same, same thing, same thing. There's androids in, there's, there's androids in TOS. I thought I thought like the difference being that like an android. Artificial we don't have to go into this. There's AI. There's 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 robot people in Star Trek before. Data. Okay. Okay. Well, well, I, mean, I I just thought that was a plot point of Data though. It was just the fact it was the only one. It was. And okay, then and then they just decided card where they banned them all. Synthetic right? people. There are synthetic people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, that thing's and yeah, Picard kind of fucked it up with with the androids in season one and stuff like yeah. saying, oh, we banned them. So that, but still they are allowed. There were episodes about data, whether he had, whether he was actually considered an actual person and stuff like yeah. that. And they go to court. But data then, is yeah. superior to everyone else. Oh, yeah. there's this bullshit hypocrisy where they won't let people with genetic augments. You can join, you can join the Federation. You can become a member. You're not allowed to serve in Starfleet. Why? Well, because of con, because you might be better than everyone else, but like, and then that's you the might whole point of Starfleet. God complex. Yeah, but like, it's just funny too because it's just like uh, only the best and bright, you know, or the way they talk about Starfleet, and especially the way they talk about the Enterprise is just like they we like we are the Navy SEALs basically, like we're the best of the best, 
And yeah. so I don't know, like you think they'd be all about augmentation. No, they're not. They, but they're not. Augmentation yeah. is banned. And I yeah, just think yeah. it's bullshit on that. It keeps going. Bashir. Bashir's genetically Bashir augmented. But he hit it. He uh, hit it. and He didn't have a choice, but it did come out in Starfleet. And he managed yeah. to stay in Starfleet. And his father had to go to prison. Yeah. And, but and this comes up. I mean, this came up in Enterprise too, where a bunch of cons people got dethawed even in then, and yeah. were led by Data's creator's Lore. ancestor. Or, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and I think that maybe that's where I got confused too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they do explain somewhere that Noonien is like some kind of thing, but um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's and in, in Enterprise, yeah, he's a he's a geneticist, and he. Uh, um, and when he his final appearance, he says, "I'm kind of done with this. It's too risky. Maybe I should go into uh, um, into androids or some shit like that. Um, um, you know, to set up you know where Data's lineage would go. But yeah. it's just, I just, I hate that topic because it's so hypocritical. Yeah. Well, I mean, the that's isn't that like a plot point of Starfleet anyway? Just how hypocritical they are. Yeah, and it is touched on in season two with uh, number one stuff, but it's always a topic of discussion with in Starfleet that they just will not allow it, and I just yeah. think that's such bullshit, and especially with Una, where it's her people, they do it to survive. Right. Well, and then they're like, even they don't desperate do it to, to become superior beings. They do it because it's part of their heritage, mm-hmm. um, at which you know we have that ourselves. You know, as you know, I mentioned uh, circumcision. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 who gives a shit? No, no, uh, I was joking. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, that's 100%. Uh, yeah, it's based on a societal it's, it's thing. Bod- yeah. it's, modifi- it's body modification based on traditions. Yeah. Um, and I, it just, it, and that's, that's what Una's species is. Like, they do yeah. it to survive because they come from, like, real shit. And you yeah, see that in season two. I don't want to spoil too much, but, you know, you do see Una's homeworld. Oh, okay. And you can't, like, normal people can't go there. They'll uh, die. Okay. It's so harsh, but uh, Una's people are genetically modified to survive. Yeah, well, and like, in the first season, even, they go to that one planet um, that was destroyed, basically, and, and there's nobody there, but for some reason they're studying it, which also just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they're, you know, they don't allow it, but for some reason they want to know what happened and they want to st- take their knowledge um and and yeah and that that was like a harsh planet and that's why the people ended up not being and it turns out that they became energy they couldn't survive it themselves yeah well and And that's the episode that outs una as yeah as an augmentated person although i guess the reason why they went i suppose is because they knew that those people were trying to undo their augmentations to that's a subject thing too yeah the federation yeah which is just kind of a strange thing yeah, it is, uh, and it's brought up here and there in the show that it is it is Starfleet being racist. Yeah, I really, this just convinces me more, though, too, that they need to have a Star Trek show that's not about Starfleet, um, because then you can kind of get, like, an outs- like more of the outsider perspectives that, and, like, talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, they tried that with season one of Picard. Yeah, but, like, do a better job. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what people wanted Voyager to be. Oh, well, I mean, sure, we did get yeah. that to an extent. There's Voyager, there's Deep Space Nine. 
which yeah. isn't in Starfleet space. Well, but like, I mean, I, I even just mean like non-military, like, so not even about any of the government, you know, no connection to any of the governments, but just like uh, have, a, have a show about a uh, Ferengi transport vessel or, you know, or just basically like Han Solo in Star Trek kind of show. It's funny you say that. They did have that show and they just canceled it. Oh, man. Prodigy. <laughs> The kids the Nickelodeon show Prodigy. Oh, the cartoon with the kids? Yeah. Yeah. The whole cast, other than J- uh, Hologram of Janeway, are uh, are aliens. Yeah. So they don't well, know anything. And I guess my issue with that is just that it's a cartoon for kids, which is great. But like, I would not say that was a cartoon for kids. I watched really? it. That is oh, a okay. straight-up show that is friendly for kids, for a young mm-hmm. audience, but that is a show deep in Star Trek lore. Okay, then they did a bad job of marketing it. Well, and it was on Nickelodeon, I guess, which I just I don't watch. It was Nickelodeon. on Paramount Plus until they just pulled it two weeks ago. They pulled it. Yep, they actually pulled it. They shit canned it and pulled it, and the people behind it are still working on it, hoping that someone will pick it up and they can they can air it. That's dumb. Like that's a good show. Can... No, it, it's yeah. It's, uh, but the thing is, is I I understand what you're saying, but okay, if you want a Star Trek show that does that is the opposite essentially of Star Trek. Well, then they have shows like that, Farscape, you know. Yeah. Andromeda, shit like sure. that. I mean, those shows do exist. I mean, at what point do you make a show without Starfleet, and it's still Star Trek, though? Well, I mean, using the aliens or using, you know, you could still bring in. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I'm trying to think, like, if there's a character you could pull from any of the shows, like. I mean, they did that. It was called Picard, right? And and but like, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like how you could connect it. I suppose like, uh, yeah. Honestly, like you could probably pick a bunch of different people from DS9. Uh, that you know, just like what what is it that they do when they're not at DS9, kind of thing. Um, except for I don't want to show about um about the Cardassians or the necessarily or even the Ferengi, honestly, but. Um, but you, not, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, that is a good point, I guess. Like Star Trek is about Starfleet. Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, that's what it is. That's what separates it. If you take the Starfleet out of Star Trek, I would say it's not really Star Trek. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. Although, I mean, I don't know. Part of me too, like, would wonder what a, if a show like about Klingons would be good, but probably not. <laughs> like. It, I mean, there are episodes of Star Trek that are all Klingons. Deep Space Nine has yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Especially during the Dominion War. I mean, there were just straight-up episodes all about Worf living, uh, chilling on a Klingon warship, yeah. dealing with his son, dealing with Rage. There's episodes of TNG that were all Klingon-heavy and stuff. There's episodes that were Vulcan or Romulan-heavy, too. Yeah, sure. I watched that one episode where Troy got torn into a Romulan just for... And it was pretty much like 80% the episode was just dealing with all of Romulan shit. Yeah. I mean, I always forget well, about all the Romulan stuff. I just, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, the thing is, is I understand what you mean. I just don't know if it would actually have a broad appeal. Yeah, no. And I get that. And I, and I think, like, I mean, the point that you maybe just accidentally made, too, is just, like, the, the one-off or, the, like, the handful of episodes that we get in each of these shows, it, maybe that's enough. You know, probably is honestly. Um, and you may and yeah, it, maybe it wouldn't work as a show, but it, it works well as episodes. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I but yeah, I 
I can't praise this show enough. I really like it. And even it's if great. there's episodes with subject matters that I don't like, I still think the episodes are good. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the biggest criticism I have for this show, however, is mm-hmm. everyone's great in it. Nobody looks like the characters that they are playing. Like, um... Bach, Chapel, Uhura. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk, I'm okay yeah, with that. Yet. Like, nobody... Oh. Is that has any resemblance to the original cast, and it's a bit it it it, it pulls me out a bit. Oh, I don't mind that at all, honestly. But it it bugs me a little bit sure. because, like, um, okay, uh, this uh, the guy who plays Kirk. Yeah, is that Kirk's dad? Right? What? That's James Kirk's dad. No, no. Well, George is in the show. That's Kirk's brother. Um. Uh, but oh, okay. James T. Kirk shows up in the next episode. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, George, Sam. That's 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 uh that's Sam Kirk. That's uh that's Kirk's brother, and he's in TOS. Oh, I did not realize. Okay, I thought that was his dad, and so I, I was just like, this timeline is way off. But okay, if that's his brother, no, no, that's just way George, more That's Sam. Sam. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, right. Kirk had a brother named Sam who was also in Starfleet. He's in an episode of TOS, and he dies, played by mm. Will Shatner in a mustache. <laughs> Not kidding. Okay, that's why yeah. he has that cheesy mustache. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that's Because, awesome. you yep. know, they, uh, Pike said, like, hey, the mustache is growing on me. <laughs> yeah, Will Shatner played his own brother <laughs> in an episode as a corpse with a mustache. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, and yeah, Kirk shows up in the next episode, and I'm not a big fan of the guy playing Kirk. He looks yeah. nothing like William Shatner. No, uh, well, it's the guy very playing- odd because I look at him, and then I look at the guy who played Picard's son in season three, Ed Spielers, and he looks like a young Will Shatner. Mm, yeah. Hmm. No kid. Uh, hold on, let me. Uh, didn't you watch downtown abbey downtown abbey yeah yeah he's in that show okay who is it ed spielers just give a google of ed spielers okay fine do 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 ed s-p-e-i-l-e-r-s um oh yeah yeah he's just he's one of the yeah, Butler people or something. That's that's Picard's son. And then look up, just Google Paul Wesley Star Trek. Um, uh, okay, and who is he playing? Kirk. Yeah, he doesn't look like Kirk. Doesn't look anything like Kirk. He doesn't even sound like he he he's like trying to do an imitation. But yeah, I I look at him and I'm like, he doesn't even look like Kirk. Like I'm not convinced. Like I don't see Kirk when I see this guy playing him. He's not doing a bad job, but he's not doing a convincing job. And then I look at Ed Spielers, who looks like young Will Shatner. Yeah, he does. So he really yeah. does. He looks like a young Shatner. What is uh Kirk doing in the show? Like, is he? He's not. He's a lieutenant. He's a lieutenant because he he made Not, captain he, really fast, didn't he? This is this is rough. This is close to ten years before. Uh, yeah, well, that's why I'm just surprised that he's even there. I guess there's right. explanation. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> that's good. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That I mean, yeah, that's interesting. He, yeah, he does not look like. Uh, he really Shatter. doesn't. 
No. He does not look like Will Shatner at all. Yeah, well, and, like, with, at least with, like, Spock, you can just give him the right haircut, and it's just, like, that's passing, but, and, you know, give him certain mannerisms, but, like, yeah, this, with, especially with Kirk, like, just being such an iconic, Shatner just being such an iconic person in general, like yeah, they missed that one. Well, the thing is, is your comment about that with uh, with him moving up to captain? That's part of Kirk's history that he skyrocketed up to a captain's chair. Yeah, and I, and I guess that's why I'm surprised that he's in the show at all because I w- I would have expected him to be probably in like in the finale of the final episode. There's um, explanations. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, um, um, I like the guy who plays Spock. I just don't see him really as Spock. I think he does a fine job. Um, yeah. Spock's a weird character. Spock's he is, and I need character. to watch. I need to watch the original series, I guess, better. I watched it a long time ago, and I just I had a hard time with it, um, and I just don't really remember it very well. Yeah, and this takes place seven years before. Um, this takes okay. place seven years before TOS. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah, assume this it was is the captaincy of Christopher Pike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I guess I assumed just because of the whole for, um, prophecy, I guess, of Captain Pike's death. Um, That's right. Uh, we were confused at all about that because that was all in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, okay. He started yeah, I, captain. Of, he was the temporary captain of the USS Discovery in season two. Oh, okay. So yeah. That. And yeah, he does a thing where he gets to see his own future. Yeah. And so, so you see, yeah, he's fully season. aware of what's going to happen to him. Yeah, which is why he didn't want to be captain, why he had a big beard in Montana or wherever he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I should probably watch Discovery, I guess, now. I didn't realize I had uh, so I much. Ain't gonna, I ain't going to fucking watch that show. <laughs> I just, Well, maybe just the episodes of Pike. <laughs> you know, I considered it, but they're pretty bad. Oh, they are? And I heard yeah. the only highlight of season two really was Anson Mountis Pike. And yeah. I kind of just went, yeah, you know what? I, I contemplated it, and I just kind of decided, no, I don't need to. The recap of these episodes is fine. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I never heard anything great about Discovery, uh, and I, and I think that's why I didn't end up watching this. Is just like I I don't I don't think I other than you I guess I don't know that I ever heard anyone talk about it. Yeah, uh, I, it's just I don't think it's very good. I've seen so I've watched one episode of Discovery, and it was in season three, and it was last month because I heard about the episode. And I'm like, okay, I kind of want to see that episode because after mm-hmm. season two, they get flung up, they get flung to the 31st century. Yeah, you saw that. And uh, the episode was called Reunification Part Three. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to watch it because the thing about it is there is no Reunification Part One and Two in Discovery. There are mm-hmm. two episodes in TNG called Reunification, and it's the Spock uh, episodes. Yeah. Okay. The episode's about Spock wanting to reunite Vulcans and Romulans and back together again. Right. And in this episode of Discovery, they travel to Vulcan, which has been renamed, and the Romulans have now remigrated into the Vulcan society. And so mm. the Vulcans and Romulans are now back together, and the episode deals with, uh, is heavily discussed of Spock's dream finally succeeded. And they even show archive footage from TNG of Sp- of Spock wanting to do this and the whole reason mm. I want to watch it is because it's a very good emotional episode because the show stars um, 
star Spock's uh, adoptive sister. Okay. Hmm. So that's why, I, and it deals with how she reacts to finding out that about Spock's dad and hmm. Spock reuniting Vulcan and Romulus together, and it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went, okay, that's fine. That's all I want to watch from this shit show. I, I'm yeah. glad that they've gone. That, the show so, just drops f bombs all over the place. Too. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's one of the biggest criticisms I've ever heard of it, and, and just yeah, that they just cuss all the time. It's just like ah, ah, that's not. They cuss a lot. No one acts like Starfleet, and people say the same thing about uh, Strange New Worlds. But I think all the characters are really good in Strange New Worlds. I think that yeah, it feels very Star because I feel like all the Star Trek shows, like maybe I don't know, I feel like Picard early on was very yeah. by the book, maybe, but. Um, I don't know. I just feel like most of the captains, you know, they cut corners and they do what they want to do anyway. I love uh, the way the ship looks in Strange New World. I love the Enterprise. So yeah, uh, the first yeah, especially the uh, first time I ever saw the engine room, I was just like, this looks like an engine room. <laughs> like it's what I expect. Yeah. Uh, it just I I it just makes me look at the bridge and mm-hmm. just think how how much they got it wrong with the Abrams movies. Oh, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just white. Everything looks like an yeah. Apple product, whereas this actually looks like a modern version, a modernized version of the TOS. Brick. Yeah, and uh, I like all their their quarters too, like just all the angles, because it's probably like it makes sense because I'm guessing it's probably how the beams are supposed to be because of just the design of the ship in general, and so then like everything in the room is based on those angles, and so it's just it's very artistic, I suppose. I can't get over Pike's fireplace in his quarters. Yeah. What a starship. <laughs> Every There's time they show that, I'm just like, "There's a fireplace. Like, yeah. <laughs> the fireplace is still there. And it's I a like, huge room. His room is massive. Thing. I like the quarters and stuff, but they look too big. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, why Why do they have so much room? And like, so much I don't room know. They still don't have bedrooms. The beds are still in the, in the, living, in, in the living room. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know. Pike having such a big place makes sense, it the seems like. Because... Well, it's the captain's quarters, and like he's constantly having parties. It seems like, like he always has. People Everyone over. comes in for breakfast. Yeah, like it, it, one. It, it's funny that yeah, he's having debriefings while he's serving breakfast. Yeah. Uh, I love that. The I don't know what episode it was, but when Lon like she shows up and he just hands her some food. He's like, I'm not hungry. And, and everyone is just like, you need to eat the bacon. You need to eat the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and then it like, it, yeah, it goes over to the doctor and like, I didn't even realize he was there and he's like, the eggs are so good. <laughs> yeah. It's everyone is just so good in the show. It's, it's honestly up there as one of my favorite Star yeah. Trek shows. Oh, no, I say that every time I watch a new Star Trek show, but I, it's just so good, and it's this just one is, yeah. This one's fantastic. Even Travis, like him and I, talk every other week or so about the new episodes coming out, and we do recaps with each other. Mm-hmm. And even he says, "I can't believe this is made by the same people who fucked Star Trek up so much." And it's like I yeah. can't believe it either. Yeah, it is weird. Like it, it doesn't seem right at all. No, no. The show's just good. The whole cast is good. The stories are good. Some of them are hit and miss, but like ah. really good. Yeah, the misses aren't that big of misses, honestly. Like, I feel like uh, I have bigger issues with most of the other Star Trek shows than I have had with this one so far. Yeah, the only episode um, that I'm not a fan of in this season, and it's not like I hate it or anything, it's just one that I don't care to rewatch, is probably The Children of the Comet, the second episode, where they have to try and blow up a comet to stop a, it killing a planet. Oh, and yeah. That was weird. It's just not an episode that I care for. 
Yeah, that, I don't hate it, but it's not one I want to rewatch. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, well, that, just like that weird alien race that's just following the comet. It's just like, yeah. why do you like? You seem to believe that this comet is a god and that it is perfect and will do what it wants to do. So why do you have to follow it? There's no reason for you to to do that. I but for some reason you there. Uh, okay. I disagree with you there because look at the people who who uh, fast because of their religions or do long treks to Mecca and yeah 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 those things like they're just part of what they believe in. Yeah, I don't I think got, they're much different than the thing well, of they, Lent, for example. Sure, There's no sure. point in doing Lent. Well. Yeah, well, yeah. In, in my point of view, there's no point in doing it, but you would disagree with that. And, and you know, that is actually a very good point. Uh, and I concede what I said. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, you're right. Like, it was part of their religion to follow it and protect and do what they believe is protecting yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, okay. No, I buy that. Um, but, yeah, I agree. It wasn't a fan. That wasn't a great episode. It was a, very strange. Yeah, it's just um, one that I'm not, like, super wowed by, but it's not a terrible <laughs> episode, but yeah, it's just one that I kind of go, I want to rewatch, I want I want to rewatch Strange New Worlds, and then I get to that, and I go, I don't have to rewatch this one. Yeah, well, I, the one I didn't care for, too, I guess, was uh, the one with that alien race that found, that they recovered the warp technology from oh, the something. Oh, episode. It's was a that little, the yeah. And, a little too on the nose with how our current politics were a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then just, like, the they're in the middle of a debate, and he just beams, like, teleports into the middle of them, and then yeah. gives this impassioned speech and saves the day. This is yeah. like, nah, that's not how that would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, I got over it, I guess, and kept watching. Like, I still liked that episode as a whole. It was interesting. It's, uh, uh, and the sad thing is, is it's one of the lower episodes, but it's also the premiere episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. No, a little too no. on the nose. The writers were a little too full of themselves. And again, it was by Akiva Goldsman, which I'm not surprised with. Yeah. And, a little but, too on the nose with showing our current footage of people protesting the election and shit like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. They probably, the they probably like, just Star probably Trek's always managed to leak in. Yeah. Uh, current events. Oh yeah, that's but the current era of Star Trek people behind it—they're a little too. They do a little too further. I still remember season two of Picard, where Seven of Nine is given this bullshit speech while staring at the fires of California going on, and it's like, oh. yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. Okay. Bitching about immigration policies and racism and shit because the this, this season takes place in 2022. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They, they, they think they're clever patting themselves on the back and it's like, yeah, and then, you know, we have episodes in other Star Trek that were way better because they didn't try and choke our current events down our throat. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Oh well. Um, uh, this is a long episode for the podcast. Uh, yeah, is there any uh, anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I guess we can wrap it up then. Uh, so everyone who's still listening, thanks for listening. Uh, head over to the website, click on the merch link at the top. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just uh, find us on uh, social media and ask us questions, please. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.